My kids are going nuts right now. Yeah, I can hear them. You can hear them. Celebrating seniors in such a significant end can be an emotional time, not only for the grads, but for the younger students as well. Are there ways to successfully cope with this strange anti-climax this new reality has provided us? How are we seeing evidence of this on campus? And what are some excellent resources that we have access to? Hi, I'm Mr. McNiven, head of house of Arthur Bishop East, and this is the ABE's podcast on Monday, May the 11th, 2020. Today, we're going to be exploring what it means to celebrate and remain positive despite the changes we now face. What's up, everyone? It's Mackenzie. Uh, I'd like to give a couple shout outs. Uh, first one going to Oscar uh, for being a, an awesome roommate. Uh, definitely going to miss it. To also uh, SJ. Uh, who, by the way, has excellent taste in music, a.k.a. House of Balloons, Glass Table Girls. He knows what I'm talking about. And to also Brendan, uh, who I know is pissed at, also is canceled. Um, he was pretty determined to win. You know, and so are we, but uh, hopefully we'll win it. We'll win the next year. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, definitely going to miss the boys. It was an awesome two years uh, of the Great Talls. And, uh, yeah, see everyone soon. Students from the East are finding different ways to show their respects and their gratitude for the graduating senior class, just like Mackenzie just did. But for them and the boys moving on to the next stage of their life, celebrating and coping at the same time can be a pretty tricky thing to deal with. When considering guests for today's podcast, I could think of none better than two of my friends and colleagues who are experts at honoring tradition and celebrating the boys here at Ridley. I have with me Jess Roud, the head of house of Dean's House, and the assistant head of house, Stephen Arkell, along with my regular staple on the program, Rory Vandenbrink, the assistant head of house in AB East. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you for having me once again. Yeah, thank you. Excited to be here. Awesome. So I've got a couple of questions for each of you. And just to start off the discussion, you know, what has the general response been from our graduates and maybe our undergraduates uh, as kind of the way the year ended and how things have gone? From what I've seen, it's just a, 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 it's, it's a very strange place. You know, it's from everyone who I've talked to, it's people were going into March break thinking, okay, I'm going to see this person in two weeks. I'm going to see my teachers in two weeks. I'm going to see whoever may be very soon. And then it's this flip where I don't know the next time I'm going to see these people, um, which is a strange, it's a strange feeling. Um, it, you know, it makes you kind of think and put in, put into perspective, like what, you know, what were, what were your last interactions with those people? And, you know, how did you treat them before you left? And it's, uh, it's, it can be kind of tough to deal with that. Yeah, I would, uh, I'd agree with that. And I think initially it was a lot of shock and awe, right? Just sort of a disbelief. It's a situation that's sort of unprecedented. Um, But the students are pretty resilient and very good at adapting. So 
I think now, um, especially because it's not just affecting Ridley, it's affecting the whole world. I think they've been really positive um, in in adapting to the situation and their outlook from all of the students that I've talked to and the boys in the house is it's really good. It's really positive. I would agree with everything I said before. I think that, again, with this being an unprecedented situation um, with the ability of students um, to connect now electronically, it, it's maybe not as a goodbye, it's a, a postponement of things. And, you know, where the initial feelings of distraught or being, you know, sad along with the situation, there is a, you know, a positivity of when we get to see each other again. I know, you know, in October, this, you know, their first you know, graduate or sorry, the first alumni event slash graduation um, it, it's a chance to get hopefully get back together. Um, I think it's it's more of a postponement. And then that's what helps people get through this situation. I know it helps me get through the situation is that it's not a goodbye forever at this point. It's just a, you know, when do we get to see you again? And, and when the situation kind of settles for everybody altogether. So I'm hearing two kind of thoughts on this that one, it started off as a negative, but now it's turned as a positive. And the second part of that being that there's a consideration here for all people in the community, students, adults alike, that we're all kind of struggling with this together. The other part about this is that at this time of year, I might be doing things in my house meetings like gratitude celebrations, big time shout outs, significant social media posts, things on the bulletin boards. And I'm kind of curious as to what we're all doing to react in a certain way to the kind of end of year, end of year and graduation celebrations, despite the students not actually being here. Well, I mean, I think it for me it doesn't really matter whether they're here or not. Like you can you can still celebrate what someone has done and what you know. Uh, celebrating what people uh, have worked hard on regardless of where they are. You know, it doesn't matter if they're a thousand miles away, if they're right in front of you, you can still, um, you know, you can still give them those, those uh, achievements and those well wishes. Yeah, has a huge role in this, um, helping keep everyone connected. So we've been doing a lot in the house through Instagram and Twitter um, we obviously have been doing our Dean's dailies to sort of recognize the things that, uh, that we're missing. I think there's a huge importance in acknowledging what was lost and then finding a new deliberate way to kind of celebrate it. Um, we've done a lot of video calls. Uh, we're, we're keeping going with our house meetings um, and celebrating the boys in those. Um, we've also started a legacy guest speaker. So we've been inviting back uh, Dean's grads to come and speak to the boys and sort of pass on knowledge and, and celebrate them in that way. Um, and of course, through WhatsApp, our, our house chat is still pretty active. So the, the social media here, I think, has been the saving grace in allowing us to be apart, but still feeling like we're together. I think on my end, the sort of the best way to honor them and, and celebrate the students right now is kind of have this, um, you know, celebrate the small things. You know, again, when we're so distant, um, you miss a lot of the times the affirmations and different, you know, positive things that you would see with a student on a daily basis. When a student comes in and has kicked the goal in a soccer game or, you know, kicked the win game winner or, you know, had, has done very well on an assignment. And 
I think that's, you know, something I've tried to focus on is, you know, giving that positive reinforcement for little things, you know, it, again, you know, academic success, success, achievement, getting outside, doing that fun stuff. And we've, we've tried to kind of integrate that into our, you know, into our Dean's dailies and things of, you know, paying homage to different students and the quirks that they have and the house quirks and even things on campus. Um, and just, you know, celebrating, you know, what they've done and also how they've inspired us to do funny things here on campus. Jess, you mentioned the uh, the Dean's Dailies. Uh, so, I mean, first of all, if you have not seen any of these Dean Dailies, definitely check it out at uh, deans.house.nights on Instagram. Um, but I like what you said about that because, you know, in those you, you are celebrating achievements, but I like that you're also celebrating, you know, almost the things that you wouldn't necessarily think about or turning things that, uh, you know, turning things that were once a negative into a positive. I know I saw one where you're talking about the internet connection and, you know, you took something that, you know, was once complained about that, oh, the internet's not working, the internet's not working in my room or in the comm room. And you turned that into something um, positive and something funny. So it, you know, it it brings light to those little moments that you you might sometimes forget about. Yeah, I think the intent behind that is, you know, you, you really don't appreciate everything until um, it's gone, right? Until you don't have it anymore. And then those little things that seemed perhaps negative or uh, inconvenient are the things that you kind of want back. You know, it's funny when I look at all the houses' social media accounts and I see how amazing the con- uh, the conversations are and how interesting the content is, I just wonder if to this year, above all others, there is a heightened uh, amount or, or p- attention paid to the celebrations, or is it simply a documentation of those celebrations? Just wondering if we can comment on that. I think, um, I, I don't know if I'd say it's, it's heightened, but I think uh, it is definitely uh, it's it's more documented, like you said. So, um, you know, again, someone might do something and you could pass them by in the hallway or pass them by in the house and you can give them that congratulations um, kind of in a informal way. Whereas now you really have to go out of your way to to make those things known and to um, to really try and spread that so that way everyone can hear it. Yeah, I think um, documented is sort of the right way. And I think we've been forced into it. So um, as you mentioned, those little conversations that would often get missed uh, are now done in a form that has to get noticed. So we've sort of been been pushed into doing that. Um, and again, the situation is what seemed negative at first is definitely bringing out some of those more positive things. I would agree again with what everyone has been saying before. Um, I think, you know, what uh, Jess said in, in terms of necessity, it's, it's what we strive to do, uh, I think, as, you know, educators, but also what students are doing, you know, where when R2L and this sort of system first rolled out, the first thing on my mind was, you know, I was concerned I wouldn't be able to figure out the system or, you know, it would be awkward. But, you know, you look at all the Zoom calls and different Teams messages and different recordings and podcasts and Instagram things. 
um, it's just become more natural. And I think it's just something that we strive to do as human beings is to connect with each other. And that is what makes, you know, our school environment special. And because of that, you know, it's not become, you know, everything has become so documented because it's something that we want to do. It's a necessity. It's what we want to connect with others. And I think it's something that, you know, we're going to appreciate in the long run to be able to look back on this time. Thanks, Stephen. For the listeners, are there any other resources or places where students can go, you know, to really get more help? This has been some fantastic discussion over some things, but perhaps things that we haven't mentioned that we can suggest to the people tuning in today. I just think the importance in this situation, uh, good and bad, is to talk and to acknowledge, right? Acknowledge that it's different. Acknowledge what's good about it. Acknowledge what we're struggling with. And I think as long as students, faculty, staff, adults have someone to talk to, uh, they're going to be able to cope. So that, you know, if you're at home now, that could be your your family, that could be a friend, um, maybe connections that remain still at Ridley. So even though we're distant, if you have a close relationship with your assistant head of house or your res don or your head of house, you can reach out to them. Um, you know, more globally, I know that governments have been putting out a lot of resources about the situation from children's book uh, up to, you know, stories and and things for adults so you know there's there's help from government sites and talk lines and stuff as well if people are are struggling in that capacity um so there is a lot out there it's just the importance of acknowledging the struggle that you might be going through and finding a way to communicate i think it's also important to you know emphasize the networks that you already have um you know, in embracing the fact that, you know, this is the same for everyone globally. This is the first time, I would say, in my lifetime where we've had a, a global challenge. And with that challenge is our communication and our networks have been disrupted in terms of face-to-face and how much we rely on, you know, talking to people and being around people. And I think mm-hmm. what's important in this scenario is to use those networks you have, regardless if it's tough or not. And you have to kind of push through the awkwardness. But it's making the phone call to your grandmother. It's, you know, getting on Zoom or getting on, you know, teaching somebody um, you know, to use Microsoft Teams. It's working together because it's a collective experience with it. And it's very easy in a situation like this to recluse because it's too difficult. Um, before, you know, human contact for us is so natural to be able to, just to talk to each other and to walk past each other or sit down next to somebody. It's, we have to put in that same effort. Um, or more to try to use those connections because I think that's just the best way to cope and the best way to, you know, connect is is to use those connections you already have. And I think that, you know, because it's such a collective experience here and a global experience that other people are willing to try new things and willing to try to, you know, connect with each other. I, I talk about, you know, my family, you know, getting on a Zoom call for the first time and how outrageous that was trying to get my 94-year-old grandmother on the computer, but it was funny and we enjoyed it and, you know, we were patient with it and, you know, the rewards, you know, outweighed any type of effort that was put into it. I think it's, uh, you know, you, you need to be able to acknowledge the way that you're feeling and realize that that's okay. Um, you know, like, like we've said before, this is something that's affecting people globally. And so, 
it's not just you, it's not just Ridley, it's not just your family. It's far bigger than that. And, you know, just because you may be feeling different than you normally feel, that's okay. And it's, it's not something you should be ashamed of or, um, you know, something that you should be trying to hide. Um, you should be, you know, aware that, that that's okay. And again, talk to the, you know, talk to those people who have always been there for you because they will still be there for you. Can I just add one more thing? Um, I would just like to give you guys a little bit of a shout out here because there's a lot of things happening in Ridley and globally that are allowing people to cope uh, without them even realizing it. And something like this podcast and the conversation that we're having right now is doing exactly that. And I know when you asked us to, to come on and, and chat with you, um, it had never entered my mind to do a podcast. And I think it's a fantastic idea. It stimulates great conversation. Um, and I think that that consistency and hearing those voices um, and having these issues talked about is an amazing way of helping people who are struggling. So hats off to you guys, it's amazing. Seeing as this is a celebration episode, we should do some celebrations and some shout outs for some of our graduates and our students. The first is shout out to Oscar for being able to complete his prefect speech. I'd love to get an audio copy of that for a future episode. Shout out to Tatenda, who was recently accepted to the uh, Rose Holman Institute of Technology in the fall, and he's going to go study biomedical engineering. A shout out to Vincent Liu, who got his university acceptance to Queens. And of course, a shout out to Carter and David, who on the Instagram you'll see uh, recently received some sports awards, David for the MVP in U16 basketball and Carter for the Headmaster's Mug in prep boys hockey. Uh, the two members from Dean's House, do you have any shout outs for any boys in your house? Noah Booker got into Kings. Um, and Laurier, which he has accepted, which is super exciting for him. Max uh, got into UCLA. Um, and then we've had a number of sports accomplishments with the sports awards. So Josh for swimming, uh, Cormac for basketball, and Jacob for hockey. And then sort of in the arts field, we had uh, Tonun, who just let me know yesterday that he's been working with Hanks and is looking at um, helping them to design some clothing for the store. I would love just to shout out our, you know, our leadership group, you know, our grade from grade nine to grade 12, our representatives, as well as our house captains and our prefects in our house. Um, I think I would like to shout out our graduating crew. It's, it's tough to kind of isolate, you know, specific accomplishments right now, just because I've been so impressed with the way, you know, our house and this school has connected as a whole to the system and, and bought into what's going on and, and taking everything in stride, um, giving kind of a shout out to our students in general. Um, you know, when I'm asked by people outside of the community, you know, my friends, my family, um, even just people on the outside saying, you know, well, how are students adapting? And I'm hearing stories of frustration from other people outside of our community, stories of students not working their hardest or students, you know, not being able to connect or students not being able to put in the work. And, and all I'm hearing 
is on our end is just these accomplishments that our students have been putting in, you know, university acceptances, commitments. Um, you know, we look at our sports awards and different things like that. It, it, it makes me just feel so proud to be involved in this community. And I, you know, and again, it's tough to isolate, you know, a specific person in this, but I'm just so proud to be a part of this community and the role that I'm in because I, I see how we're becoming a leader in this sort of scenario and how our students are, are really putting in the effort to, you know, thrive and accomplish their, their goals, not only when they're in person, but outside as well. With that, it's now time for 20 questions. I have a little bit of a disclaimer. Uh, last week, we had a show that um, was a little bit difficult, uh, but it was also something that I mistakenly recommended to our viewers. I've looked up the rating since it's a little bit more aggressive than I had previously uh, <laughs> led on. So uh, I need to correct that and say that, you know, maybe you shouldn't watch that show uh, until you're a little bit older. Okay, so the, this week it is, uh, we're going to go roll back the ratings a little bit and uh, stick to something a little bit more PG. I will give you a few tips uh, ahead of time. It is something that has been uh, released after the year 2000. And it is something that is a little bit more appropriate to our viewing or listening audience. So uh, it is a digital media consumption. Uh, and that's where I'll, I'll leave it there. Let the questioning begin. I was just going to, to follow up with that first question and ask if this is a TV series. It is not a TV series. Is it a Netflix original? It is not a Netflix original. <laughs> is it a movie? It is a movie. Is it animated? It is not animated. Has it won any awards? Uh, I, I don't think it's won any notable awards on its own. I have to have an asterisk beside that because I, I'm not entirely sure, but there, it's not a, no, I, I would say no, it has not, not won, like it hasn't won an Oscar or anything like that. It may, may have won like a squirrely, okay. you know, offbeat award, but, uh, no, it has not won awards. But I'll give you a freebie. It was it was well received. Like it's got a ninety percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Is it produced by Disney? It is not produced by okay. Disney. That's six. Hmm. That's a, that was a good question. Is it a sequel? Ooh. It is a sequel. Ooh, good one. That was a good question. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. It's a sequel. It's not animated. Is it a comedy? It is not a comedy. Action? I would not classify it as an action. No. Okay, we asked this last time. Does it uh, does it revolve around like mostly a singular character? Uh, that's a. It's a tough one for me to answer. There, There is definitely a notable singular character, but there's several storylines within the movie itself. 
So I, I don't know if I'm going to count that as a question because okay. it's kind of obscure. Uh, I will not count that as a question. Nine questions have been asked. Is it based off a book? It is based <gasps> off of a book. You're, you're asking the right question today. <laughs> I don't know the answer though. Was it made in the last five years? No, it was not made in the last five years. Hmm. Oh, okay. I asked this last time. Is there is there an element of uh, magic and or supernatural, like otherworldly elements? Oh, good question. Yeah, there is elements of magic. Hmm. Are there multiple movies in the series? Yes, there is more than two. So, like, I feel like it could be Harry Potter. Is, I was like, thinking the yeah. same thing. I was thinking Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings. Ooh, didn't think Ooh, of that one. Lord of the Rings. I don't know Lord of the Rings as well. Well, it, you could you could ask. Um, well, Harry Potter is takes place during this time period, and Lord of the Rings That's takes true. place a long time ago, from what yeah. I know. Nivs is one of the lead characters, a female. Yes, one of the lead characters okay. is a female. Okay, so here's the problem though. If it's Harry Potter, we've got like 50 billion options to choose from. Well, you said it was a sequel, and then, like, I, I know a sequel says it could be a def, it could be a, you know, a, a numerous one, but we, if it was between 2000 and it hasn't come out in the last five years, one came out in 2001, two, 2002, three, 2004. 4, 2005, 2007, 2009, 10, 11. Are the main characters younger children in the movie? Oh. Uh, could you uh, be more specific? <laughs> um, I forget when they start at Hogwarts. I'm trying to, uh, like, under 14. Uh, that's very difficult for me to say. They're probably around okay. 14. Okay, so... Okay, so it's, um, it's an earlier one. It's an earlier one, it, which is asked a very specific plot question, you know, and hope we can narrow it down. What what happens in the first couple that doesn't happen later on? Okay, well, I mean, like, each one's, uh, like, uh, what do you call it? Centers around a different... Like, the first one, it's the, I think it's all about the stone. Second one's about the snake and the chamber of secrets. Third one's what? Uh, Is that the tournament one? No, that's four. Yeah, four. Uh -huh. A so, serious yeah. black uh, prisoner yeah, of Azkaban. Yeah, prisoner. I feel like it's probably one of the first four. So well, yeah, it's not the first one because it's a sequel. So that one's gone. What was the second one about? Let's ask something it's with the that. Chamber of secrets with the snake. So. Does the movie involve a snake? <laughs> <laughs> there may be a snake in it, but I, I can't. Okay. It is not a main feature of the film. So, what was the third one about? The fourth one's the tournament. That's the only one I it's, remember. It's about it's about like Sirius Black and all that. Like you learn about him for the first yeah. time and him escaping from. Yeah. So, do you want to just ask if we learn about Sirius Black for the first time? Sure. Yes. All right. <laughs> We're asking a very specific plot question. I'm really hoping it's Harry Potter right now. Um, 
you're, you're asking me if there if you learn in this movie you learn yeah. about a serious yeah. black for the first time there you go yes you harry do. potter and the prisoner of azkaban yeah ah that's correct in 17 guesses well done everybody that was tricky that's awesome uh yeah so harry yeah it was kind of tricky harry potter prisoner of azkaban released in 2004 it's a fantasy genre, so you kind of uh, just missed that one. Uh, it, I was expecting the obviously the female lead is Emma Watson as Hermione or Hermione Granger, and uh, so good, good on everybody for for guessing that. Well done. With the podcast nearly complete, what's a final piece of advice that everybody has for listeners out there? Don't, don't be afraid to reach out, whether you're reaching out to give, you know, praise and celebration or you're reaching out because you need a hand and you need some help. Don't be afraid. Um, just don't, yeah, don't be afraid to, to use those connections that you have and to, uh, to connect. Find um, a way to stay connected with family and friends and look for creative ways of, uh, of doing things. Um, I think for me, the best advice I have right now is, you know, along with that routine is, you know, find your hobby, find your escape, um, you know, find your leisure time. For me, it's, you know, some fitness stuff, or, you know, it could be, you know, as simple as journaling or scrapbooking or, you know, playing a game or something. but. You know, separating your me time and doing something that you enjoy and you're doing it only for you and not for anyone else right now um, is so important. And I think, you know, it would be great to build up your own personal hobby and your own personal strengths during this time while you're working to connect with others. Here's what else you need to know today. There's many photos that have been emailed out to you about items that are left in the house. I'd love for you to claim those items and for me to be able to organize the house a little bit better. And in saying that, please respond to the house emails if there's a form or there's a request to arrange for a time to pack up your room, for instance. That would be fantastic if I could hear from you. And on that communication train, please write into the show. Uh, Leave a recording, send me a text message, send me a picture I can talk about. Anything this show is about you guys and about all the content that you've kind of been requesting and and I'm responding to how best to meet those needs. So until next time, this is the ABEs podcast. I'm Mr. McNiven and we'll see you next Monday.